Hey guys. Hello. Hi. It's my favorite haunting. I'm Mel. I'm Ames. And we're doing something special for you guys this week. We have a special guest star. Host. (laughs) Guest. Guest star. I like guest star. I want to be a star. She sounds like the stalker she is. She's she's our, um, our good friend and number one fan and my Canadian neighbor, Karen from Brampton. Yay! Yay, Karen. Karen, applause. I get applause? I'm so special. So Karen is our resident, well, not really resident because you're visiting our wonderful country. True. Um, uh, um, she's an expert on Japan, and there's a reason that we've um, recruited her for today. Uh, yes, because... It, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, it actually, it was kind of her idea. Oh, yes. Because our episode today is about Japan. Japan! The home of sushi. The home of Mount Fuji. Do you need yeah. some other examples? Yeah, the anime. <laughs> anime. Sumo wrestling. <laughs> Studio yes. Ghibli. O- obviously, we don't know much about <laughs> Japan. That's why Karen's here. So I'm going to turn the mic over and let her introduce herself and give us a little bit of background info on Japanese-style hauntings. Sure. Hi, I'm Karen. Thanks for having me on the show, you guys. I'm a super fan. <laughs> okay, actually, so if, Call the police. <laughs> if you're a regular listener, you'll probably remember back to the very first episode. Um, Ames and Mel mentioned briefly something about Japan, and then they said how they didn't really know much about Japan other than the suicide bars, and I was like listening with my earpods in and I was like walking down the street and I like yelled out loud. I'm like, I know, I know about Japan. So here I am, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So I uh, spammed them and I'm like, you need to do an episode about Japan. You need, I can help you. And they're like, hey, why don't you just come on the pod? I'm like, really? (laughs) So yeah, here's me. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I do love Japan. So all right. Uh, Japan, they love their scary stories. Um, there's reasons why, but it's probably based on their religious background. So, first of all, you should know that ghosts in Japanese are called yurei, and, um, they're kind of different than Western ghosts, I guess. Um, they're, I guess they're created in a different way, like, or... They can be created the same way, like, you know, someone has died a horrible death and they're, they've been wronged by somebody. That's, that's, a kind of, that's the thing, is that they're either, they've been wronged in their life and they come back as, like, you know, revenge-seeking, angry spirits. Or their burial has been done improperly, so they're not at rest. So, if you're talking about yurei, you can't really mention that without also talking about yokai. And I don't even know how (laughs) to describe yokai. That's something that's totally Japanese and totally unique. So it can't really be likened to anything that we have. But, um, I told you a little bit about yokai already. 
Is it that they aren't human at all? Like they never were human? No. So I kind of like to think about it is that um, they are ways to explain phenomenon, Mm -hmm. such as infant death Mm. or like drownings or that kind of thing. Like, you know, they have that in Europe too, like fairies and goblins and that kind of thing. So a lot of people will say that yokai are like that kind of... Is that called mythological creature? I don't even know how you would classify a fairy. (laughs) Entity of some kind? Yeah. Like magical? I don't know. Just something that people, you know, if there was an unexplained death way back then, they didn't know how to explain it, so they just kind of make up this story and be like, oh, it was a yokai. So, for example, probably the most famous yokai is the kappa. And that is um, (laughs) like a little thing that dwells in the water. And um, if you're in the water, it can grab onto you and pull you under. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> Don't you know, go swimming someone, in Japan. <laughs> if, so, if someone were to drown, they could say, oh, they were caught by a kappa. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then there's also yokai that can be um, like a inexplicable feeling. Like a yokai can be a, a creature, I guess, that's following behind you at night. If you're walking down the street and you have that feeling that somebody (laughs) is following you, it's a yokai. (laughs) So, um, that's why yokai and yurei can be very, the line between them is very fuzzy. So sometimes you could have something and you're like, is that classified as a yurei? Is it classified as a yokai? You don't really know. And then there's kami, which I guess translates into god or deity. Um, so the basis, I think, of all of Japanese beliefs about scary things like ghosts, yurei, yokai, even kami, the kami are the fundamental part of their indigenous religion, Shinto. And then there's Buddhist beliefs as well, and that's like a polytheistic kind of thing. So it all combines together to make this very rich kind of culture around scary things. So with kami, they're technically, they can be in anything. So it's like the spirit of something. So a kami can be within a person. A kami can be within a mountain, a tree. It can be the the whole ocean can be a kami. The sun can be a kami. Um, And then like, the way that ties in with yokai is yokai can be the same thing. Like, yokai can be, like I said before, a phenomenon. Or, my favorite, are the everyday commonly discarded household items. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you you know how um, that uh, Marie Kondo, she's always like, make sure you thank your, your items before you throw them away. And that's like... <laughs> That's such a Japanese thing because it's like, if you don't, they might come back and haunt you. <laughs> so, like, there's a famous one, um, and it's actually an umbrella with one leg, one <laughs> eye, and he, like, hops around. So it's like, it's like, basically, you threw away your umbrella, you didn't properly dispose of it, and now your umbrella's mad at you. <laughs> and he's gonna come back and, like, fuck shit up. <laughs> I feel like with an umbrella, it would come back and, like flip inside out or and like fly away or it would like stand over you and then just like leak 
like constantly yeah. like some kind of like oh, fuck you now i'm back and yeah i'm not even gonna do my job right or <laughs> it's gonna hop up and stab you in the eye <laughs> i don't even think that they necessarily even do anything it's just the existence of them and seeing one would be like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. so it would just be to freak you out but like they have um at temples and shrines like shinto and buddhist things they have um ceremonies so like once a year there's something where they have like a big bonfire where little girls will bring their dolls that they don't use anymore and like you thank your doll and be like thanks for being my doll and then you burn it in a big giant bonfire (laughs) so that's kind of fun so yeah like it's very kind of a gray area as to say what's a kami like what's going to help you like, you would pray, you would go to a shrine and say, like, oh, I want to do good on my exam, so I'm going to pray to this particular kami and hope that they help me. You wouldn't pray to a yokai, but at the same time, they can be very similar. Um, I just think that ghosts are, like, an accepted part of their culture. It's so ingrained in their beliefs. Even if you don't personally, like, if one individual person says, like, oh, I don't believe in God, in, uh, in ghosts, then they're just, you know, that's fine. But also they have, like, this kind of societal thing here's a good example this i love it's like my favorite thing there's something called wake adi buken which is a a residence where someone has died and it becomes japanese law that you have to inform the people moving in if a death has taken place in that home so those places are really cheap because they're so worried about being haunted they don't want ghosts following them around they don't want that kind of bad luck Mm -hmm. so no japanese people want to live there so those places are often rented out to foreigners (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) that's what i was just reaching for the mic to say like they're gonna dupe all the (laughs) all the newcomers and the same with um cemeteries um they don't want to live next door to a cemetery or even like within view of it Mm. so if you have an apartment overlooking a a cemetery it's going to be a lot cheaper but apparently they with uh, a death in uh in a residence they only have to inform the next person they don't like you know once that person the next person moves out and is like oh my god it's haunted i don't want to live here the next people coming in don't have to be informed that's not yeah. very nice. <laughs> That's really fucked up. <laughs> but I just think it's like, even if it wasn't a violent death, even if it was just a normal death, they think that a spirit can be lingering there. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, someone had a nice life, they died of old age. And then all of a sudden the next people come in, they're like, we just want to let you know, somebody died here. And they're like, oh no, I don't want to live there. But it's like, that person isn't necessarily going to be an angry spirit so a show of hands who would move in i'd definitely do it yeah because i don't know i don't know if i would i mean just just because someone died there i don't think that would bother me but like if it's potentially haunted i don't know yeah i'm down (laughs) for sure (laughs) I want that cheap rent. (laughs) Exactly. Cheap rent. And I can do an investigation like every night. What? Yes, please. (laughs) 
Yeah, but it could interfere with your actual life. Like throwing the contents of your refrigerator on the floor? Listen, but that (laughs) happened already. So, I mean, show me something new. Well, I find, too, that it's not... Like, Japanese ghosts aren't... You don't hear stories of, like, things being thrown around. It's mostly just sightings, Mm -hmm. and people get scared. So, like, you wake up in the middle of the night, and there's a girl sitting at the end of your bed. And she's just staring at you. She's not doing anything. Just staring. And then she says... "Uh, uh, 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 Okay. Um, that was the grudge, just in case. <laughs> it just sounded like part cat there at the end. Yeah, the cat. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen the grudge? A long time ago. I know you saw it with the cat. The, 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 he killed the kid. I mean, we're past the point of spoilers, right? I would hope so. It's, so the husband kills the wife and the kid and the cat. Okay. And he drowns the kid and the cat in the bathtub. Kind of and then the when cat. they do the flashback, you hear the the kid is like has, is screaming, and then the cat's like yowling, and then oh, okay. so the the kid and the cat every time they show up, it's like the the kid's mouth opens, and you hear the cat yelling. Okay, I Maybe forgot about the cat. cat. Was like dripping, dripping wet. That'd be scary. No. Anyway, that would be scary enough as it is. <laughs> I love that movie. So, um, one other just interesting tidbit that I had was that. Um, for us, we think that the scary time of year is Halloween. Like, that's when, you know, the spirits come out and there's trick-or-treating and all that stuff. Halloween, although now it's gaining popularity, hasn't been a thing in Japan. What they have is um, a, I don't know if you'd call it a festival or... It's a period of three days in August. It's called Obon. And that's when um, the spirits of your ancestors come home. So for like a day or a couple of days, they come and, you know, you make them food and you like clean out your house and make sure everything's nice for them and they come visit <laughs> <laughs> and then they go home again and like you're good for another year. So that, I think like that's known as like scary season in Japan, but Obon itself is not scary. It's more like a happy time. Mm-hmm. Or sad, I guess, depending on what the case may be. But um, summertime is always thought of as scary time in Japan. And I think another reason for that, there's a theory out there, I don't know how true this is, is that um, it's really hot in Japan in the summertime. And because when you're scared, you shiver. (laughs) (laughs) So you get a little, a thrill that gives you like a little shiver. And then also, because it's summer holidays, their school season runs from... It starts in April and runs year-round to March, but they have, um, like, a summer break. So mm-hmm. but it's only, like, three weeks instead of, you know, three months or whatever that we get. Poor Japanese kids. <laughs> <laughs> but um, something that a lot of school kids will do as kind of, like, a rite of passage is, like, a um, they call it a test of courage. So a lot of them will go to, like, haunted houses or, you know, creep into a cemetery and, like, you know, the same kind of kid things that kids do here, but mm-hmm. it's, like... It's like a big thing in the summertime. Whereas I think if people are creeping into a cemetery here, it's probably going to be around Halloween, right? Yeah. Usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daring each other to go into that creepy old house. Or... Yeah. So uh, that's basically all I had to set you guys up with. Um, if you have any questions, you can let me know. I can try and answer them. Absolutely. And thank you for all of that background. And... As we, I mean, feel free to chime in, um, especially with pronunciations. Like, 
<laughs> grab your hands at the microphone. Just yank it. Just yank it away like I've been yanking it from you. Like, no, no, no. You're saying that wrong, dumbass. Um, I should just give you my notes and let you tell my story. Um, well, also, like we've mentioned before, we can barely properly speak English. Yeah. So. That's hard sometimes. <laughs> so I feel like... Um, Good luck, Japan. <laughs> We're trying our best. Hey, I did pretty good with Denmark. You did. <laughs> well, I um, can only speak very little Japanese. Like, if I were to meet a Japanese person on the street and they started talking to me, I'd have no idea what they're saying. So, you know, take my pronunciation with a grain of salt. If there's any <laughs> Japanese listeners out there, go menasai. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. Um... I mean, you—you you definitely have. You're you're better off than us because you <laughs> haven't taken Japanese classes. We haven't been to Japan. How many times have you been to Japan now? Um, I've been twice for like just two little visits, um, but I'm going again at the end of this year, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I wish I could go with you. I'm excited for you. Define little visit. Oh, I'm going for two and a half months. Your your two previous little visits. Oh. Yeah. The first one was 10 days and the second one was 15 days. Yeah, little visits. <laughs> but compared, I mean, compared to two months, I guess. Yeah. She's going to live there. <laughs> you should bring me back sushi. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure that'll stay good in my suitcase. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure, I think fish was one of the things allowed by TSA, so. <laughs> oh, you don't have, you're Canadian, you don't have TSA. <laughs> Nope, just good old, just good old security. <laughs> just good old regular old security. All right. Uh, one other thing that we forgot to mention because we, well, I got so excited that <laughs> oh, yeah. we had a special guest star. Um, <laughs> we're not. We're broadcasting live from, from New, New York, York City. City. <laughs> we're in Manhattan, and yeah, so you might hear some abnormal noises there are no cats this week no cats they stayed home did you but hear that <laughs> you might hear noises like that which are neighbors outside in the hallway maybe you'll hear some siren well we're not we're in the back we're not near the street so you probably I hear say, i think we're at a pretty quiet street from where we are <laughs> i mean like <laughs> because because the front of the building is like well, yeah. 50 feet that way <laughs> mm. But, and this is, yeah, there's just the courtyard back there. So. Courtyard. Okay. I didn't know if it was an alley or whatever. It no, it's there. like a little, I didn't look. it's like a little garden, but it's not a garden. It's like a little, a paved garden. <laughs> yeah. So, so exciting. We're on location in New York. I feel like, I mean, I'm glad that we're doing this and we're all in New York and we're together and we're able to do this and have our resident Japanese expert. <laughs> um, but I feel like maybe, well, I mean, we'll record from New York again, I'm sure. So we, we'll do a New York theme. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like on the way down, I was thinking like, oh, we should have got reservations at um, Two If By Sea because it's like the oldest standing restaurant in New York. Mm. And it's You mean like, it's not a Sandra Bullock movie? <laughs> do, is it? I don't know. Is it? No, that's a different. It's a movie. Oh. Um, but it's, I think it's like the oldest standing restaurant, like 
circa like the Paul Revere days, hence the name. Yeah, and it's a super. That I think that was the episode of Ghost Hunters where they were. They Steve was unloading the truck and setting the cases down, uh-huh. and they <laughs> do if I see Sandra Bullock. Frank O'Brien, a petty thief, and his seven-year-long girlfriend, Roz, want to put an end to their unsteady lifestyle and just do that last job, which involves stealing a valuable painting. Frank takes Roz to an island on the coast of New England where he wants to sell the painting and get laid. Um, <laughs> and get laid. <laughs> cuts off. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm sure he does, though. Um, but I think that was the episode where they came to New York and they were unloading the truck on the street. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, no, maybe it was, um, Brian, I don't remember what somebody was unloading the truck and just setting the cases down and somebody just walked by, grabbed one and ran off. Oh, and they were like, terrible. That stuff is worthless to you. Like you're not going to be able to sell it or anything for, <laughs> to make money off of it. But like, we need it. Mm-hmm. So now we're missing half our equipment. <laughs> Welcome to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, oh, that's another hooray is Taps is coming back, but as, um, what did I say? Ghost Nation. Ghost Nation. Is the working title and it's going to be on Travel Channel and it's going to be Jason, Steven, Tango. So, yay. Look forward to that in the fall. Cool. Uh, I already feel like this one is such a mess. Who's going first? You go first. Me go first? Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. So, I... Me and my hotels, man. (laughs) Uh, I did make some notes that Karen already said. Spooky season is for ghosts is in the summer. Uh so in my search for spooky places in Japan, cause I immediately, like I thought of the suicide forest cause especially after that movie, the forest came out, which yeah. like I had heard about it before that. And then that douchebag, please don't judge us by that asshole that went there and was so disrespectful, but, um, I'm not even going to say his name cause yeah. he's not worth it. it. Um, yeah, we're, please, please, he sucks. He's terrible. Anyway, um, I immediately thought of that, but I was like, ever, especially after the forest came out, everybody mm-hmm. knows the yeah. um, the story. Um, so I did an internet search and I found, oh God, here we go, Japan. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Nakagusuku Hotel. Did I do it right? Karen's giving me the thumbs up. I've been practicing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Also known as the Royal Hotel, or they think that it was going to be named the Royal Hotel because over the entrance, the word Royal is painted. Mm-hmm. Um, it sits about 50 meters. So that's what, like 150 feet ish um, from the Nagagu. Naga, na- Damn it. I, it was one and done. That's it. <laughs> Nakagusuku Castle. So first, okay, so I already did this out of order. I have to scroll down because I looked up the history of the castle after I did the hotel. So here we go. Okay, I have a story. <laughs> Ready? Buckle up. All right. It's a little historic. It's a little bit of history here. Okay, so the history of the castle, we're going to, okay, I'm just going to, I love it. So this guy, I kind of practiced this with you, with Karen already, but I couldn't remember anybody's names, so I have the real names now. Um, this dude, this dude, he was a lord. Uh, Gosamaru, Gosamaru, Gosamaru. I'm sorry, Japan. Gosamaru. 
Gosamaru. Gosamaru. Fuck. Gosamaru was um, a... Ryukyuan lord. That was one sentence, you guys. So he was a lord. And this is on the island of Okinawa in Japan. Um, and he was, um, he was a big supporter of the first king of the Ryukyu kingdom, Shohashi. That's Show, right? Yeah, Shohashi. Oh, Hashi. Um, and so the first king here, I, I'm sorry, these names, I can't, these names. Which it's one? hard. It's the same one. It's just... Go and show. Go and show. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Go and show. Karen's a genius. Uh, so... Da, da, da. So, Go was a big supporter of show, who um, was looking... So, he was on a, on a conquest? What? How do I even phrase this? What are words? Uh, the first king of... Okay. So, he supported show in his conquest of... Hokuzan? Yeah, Hoku, Hokuzan. Hokuzan. Yep. Hokuzan. So he wanted to conquer Hokuzan and unify Okinawa Island. Is that a person or a place? Hokuzan? Yeah. It's a place. Okay. Um, in 1416, Go led forces to invade and conquer the na- that neighboring kingdom of Hokuzan. Um, he was very loyal to his king's show. Uh, in fact, Go's daughter married into the royal family, and um, Go was assigned to oversee the construction of the Nakagusuku Castle. Um, once the castle was completed, he stayed there to keep tabs on this other lord, Amawari. 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 So, so um, the R's are like D's. L's. L's. It's a cross between an R and L, so it's Amawari. It's easier if we do this like this. You can call him Ama if you want. Ama? Okay. <laughs> you heard it, folks. She gave me permission. So this, so he was keeping tabs on this guy, Ama, because he had gotten rich and powerful through maritime trading. And there were rumors that he was eyeing the throne for, like, to take it over. Mm-hmm. So... That all started in 1416. Fast forward to 1458. Oh my God, we're in the 14th. Like America hasn't even been discovered yet. <laughs> um, so fast forward to 1458. Ama went to um, King Show and told him that Go. I see, I feel so silly. <laughs> show and Go, but I can't. I, I feel bad butchering. Um, so. This dude went to the king and told him that Go was planning a revolt to um, overtake the throne. Um, Obviously, he was lying because he was the one who was planning Mm -hmm. this revolt. So uh, the king assigns Ama to lead his forces back to Nakagusuku and they assault the castle. But because Go was so loyal to the king... He refused to fight back, and he instead killed himself. Whoa. But, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Yeah, plot twist. So, before he killed himself, he wrote out a note 
to the king, mm-hmm. telling him the real story of what happened, put it in his mouth, oh. and then killed himself, knowing that Amma was going to take his head to present it to the king. Uh-huh. So the king gets his head, and in, I mean, I guess you would also have to bank on the fact that the king's going to open your mouth and inspect, or maybe his mouth fell open, and the king's like, oh, there's something in there. What is that? And pulls <laughs> it out. Like, I don't know how that worked, but I mean... Um, so the king finds this note and he reads it and he's like, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a direct quote. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's actually engraved in like the castle walls. Um, so yeah. So then he has, um, Amawadi, uh, executed. If not, it's definitely on the walls of the hotel. Oh my gosh, there's so much... Yeah, we'll get to that. There's so much graffiti in the hotel. Like, I mean, a lot of it's nice graffiti. Um, there's a lot of, like, you know, children broke in and wrote dirty things. <laughs> Look, I broke... English-speaking people broke in. Fucking Americans. Ruin everything. Uh, <laughs> Look, I drew, I drew a penis. Um, Look, I get to do tangents, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's part of the cool kids club. Uh, so where did I leave off? So the king had Amawadi executed. Uh, now I have to go back up to find where I start with the hotel. So that's all way, way back forever ago. So now we're going to fast forward to 1975. <laughs> Um, so this castle is in ruins. Um, over time there had, has been, so the grounds surrounding it are considered sacred. There's a Buddhist, um, temple of monks that live nearby and they consider the grounds very sacred Mm -hmm. and there are tombs and there are, um, uh, bodies, that had markers at one time, but to make way for, okay. So this guy, and of course I couldn't find a name for this guy, which for such a big thing, you'd think there'd be a name somewhere, but like I scoured and I could not find a name. Um, but he is referred to as a wealthy businessman from Naha. So in 1975, this guy comes along and Okinawa is about to host this World Fair slash Okinawa Ocean Expo. Um, And it was, um, so it's called Expo 75. And it was conceived in part to commemorate the American handover of Okinawa to Japan that happened in 1972. Um, So the theme of the expo was oceans and focused on ocean, 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 oceanography, but graphic. Oceanographic. Oceanographic? Oceanographic technologies. Okay. (laughs) Marine life and oceanic cultures. Um, And their motto was, the sea we would like to see. Do you get it? Because sea and sea. Um, Thanks for that explanation. So this guy, this wealthy businessman from Naha comes along so he wants to take advantage of this like um he wants to bring basically tourism Mm -hmm. to the area and he so this air so where this hotel sits where he ended up 
starting construction. It's at the top of, I think it's, I don't think it's quite a mountain, mountain, like a big hill, but it has this ridiculous view of both the Pacific Ocean and um, the China Sea. Which made it, which was why they built the castle there, mm-hmm. because it was strategically, it was really defensible. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it had this, these great views and it was beautiful. So this guy comes along and he knows all these people are going to be coming into Okinawa for this um, event. So he's like, I'm going to build you guys a hotel and bring in more tourists to the area. And maybe in the process, like we can, we'll take all the profits of all these, it was supposed to be the idea was to be this basically like a theme park for rich people, like a huge luxury hotel with like a water park and a petting zoo, a casino, a nightclub, like mm-hmm. all this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was gonna be really elaborate. So he's like, "We'll take the profits and put it towards restoring the castle and getting it on the um, the heritage site list." Mm-hmm. Uh, so. As he's planning this, the monks from the nearby Buddhist temple come by, and he were, I called him Wealthy Son, <laughs> um, because he doesn't have a name. So, like, Son is the uh, name ender, so basically it's just calling him Mr. Wealthy. <laughs> Mr. Wealthy. Mr. Wealthy. <laughs> wealthy Son. Um, so, yeah, shit, I lost my spot. Uh, so these monks come by, and they're like, whoa, hold up, Mr. Wealthy Son. I just called him Mr. Mr. Wealthy. It's fine. Um, there are graves here and these grounds are sacred and there's tombs and you really should not be disturbing this area. Like this is mm-hmm. off limits. You're going to like the spirits are going to be pissed at you. Um, so I wrote wealthy son did not listen and built on the location anyway, directly over some tombs. So the thing with the tombs the physical tombs they moved, but I guess the bodies were still underneath. Ah. And the first thing I thought of was like, oh my God. And like Polter- Poltergeist wasn't even made yet. But I'm like, <laughs> the first thing I thought was like, did you not see Poltergeist? Like, what are you doing? But I was like didn't. 10 years before it was made. <laughs> so, um, so he's basically like, fuck you, I'm going to make money. So once... <laughs> I wrote, once construction began, so did the accidents. So there were multiple, quote-unquote, mysterious accidents that couldn't easily be explained with the construction. And workers were getting hurt. Um, They got worse and worse, eventually becoming fatal. Mm -hmm. So people were dying, and I couldn't find an exact number, of course, but um, multiple. Um, So finally, like, workers just stopped coming. They just walked off the site, like, (laughs) fuck this shit. Like, we're done. Like, I'm not dying for this. Like, the spirits are pissed. And for a Japanese person to walk off a job is, like, you know that's some serious shit going down. Because they're not, they don't take that, they don't take that lightly. Like, work ethic in Japan is pretty good. Right. So it's not like it's some lazy American who's like, well, fuck this shit. I'm not dipping fries in the grease anymore. <laughs> so, uh, so finally they halted construction and the project was abandoned like barely halfway through. Um, that reaffirmed of course, to workers and locals that the land was cursed, um, to shoot this down wealthy, wealthy son, 
said, you know, you guys are superstitious, you're full of shit. Like, this is, it's just coincidences. Like, shit happens. I'm going to stay in this half-finished resort for the night and prove to you that there's nothing wrong. In fact, I'm going to live here until construction is done. Dun, dun, dun. Famous last words. We all know it's coming. So... He didn't even make it to the next morning. He walked out babbling nonsensically and was admitted to an insane asylum. Um, Accounts vary. He either then disappeared or he's still in a psych hospital. I couldn't confirm either one. Hmm. Um, But I mean, I also feel like I don't know what like the Japan's equivalent of HIPAA laws are. privacy uh, laws with your doctor and stuff so like so karen said she doesn't know what hipaa is so clearly (laughs) clearly canada doesn't have hipaa laws but yeah it basically protects you so like um i can't just call your doctor and be like oh i saw karen came to see you the other day like what's going on with her doctor patient confidentiality yes doctor patient confidentiality um I actually don't know what Japanese laws are in regards to that, but I assume it's the same. Like, yeah, you can't just call up a doctor and be like, hey, did you see Ames recently? (laughs) Right. So assuming it is the same, I would think the rumors of him disappearing out of a psych hospital could be, I mean, he could have been released and just like, like I'm laid out of low. this country. <laughs> yeah. Well, or um, he is still there, but anybody calling to verify, like the doctors aren't going to say yes yeah. or no, like either way, because that would violate yeah. the confidentiality laws. Um, so that's that story. That was 1975. More recently, um, in 2014, there's a, a U.S. Marine base nearby. Mm-hmm. And they made an official announcement banning servicemen, um, other employees of the base, and their families from that area. So the the local Marines there, they would go there to do, like, paintball and, um, like, um, they said they would shoot BB guns at each other. I mean, I'm guessing, like, to do, like, like training or, like, for fun or whatever. Like, you know, like, real-life Call of Duty kind of thing. Like That's fun, getting shot with BBs. Yeah, I've been shot with a... I, well, I'm not even going to get into that, but that's not fun. <laughs> I mean, getting hit with a paintball is not fun either. But, but I mean, like, that's how you train, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you go to... And it's the perfect site, too, because... It's abandoned. There's all kinds of, like, blind spots and hiding spots. And, like, you could get up high and snipe people. Like, And it's a real... Oh, my gosh. I hate that word. My children use it all the time. Snipe? Yes. Do they use it correctly? No. Well, <laughs> I'm using it the way... The real way. We were looking at pictures of this place last night. And uh, it actually reminds me a lot of the Uncharted... Uh, video game franchise like it's very like yes. overgrown um jungly looking with like dilapidated falling down crumbly stone building kind of thing so yeah perfect place for like a little hide and seek yeah boredom release and then of course you know you'd get like the kids and the local kids too would mm-hmm. come in like like what Karen was talking about with the like um the the fear challenge test of courage T- yeah. T- yeah the test of courage I'm like fear challenge <laughs> um 
So I am going to insert that I got most of this information from Wikipedia. Uh, or all of it so far. Um, but what... So the Marine, the Marines came out, like, and they finally, like, banned basically all Americans, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but anybody who lives on the base or works at the base um, from the area because... Some of the Marines went there, and because it's an abandoned, unmaintained, falling apart, half-constructed building, he fell through a floor. Oh, nice. And was pretty badly injured. Um, So, that happened. Um, And then I got... There was this great... um, This blog I found... Of somebody who it's, they, I assume it's a he, I don't know if it's a he or she, but, um, he mentions having been deployed over there and having gone there. So he doesn't give details about what branch or when or anything like that, but he says he'd been there several times and he wrote this pretty detailed blog post and I I have to so it's mentalsparkblog.wordpress.com and he's got the greatest quotes. It's, he starts out with, near the middle of Okinawa, Japan, a building of horror and ruin rots like a bloated corpse on a polluted beach. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the picture he paints. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, but he's got some pretty good, um info on there um there is a so when you walk in there's a staircase right near the main entrance and it leads down into a lower level and a lot of these staircases are not because the building was like half constructed when they abandoned Mm -hmm. it so a lot of these staircases are unfinished or they're finished but they lead nowhere yeah they just go up like it reminded (laughs) me of the winchester house with like the staircases to Mm -hmm. nowhere um or like there are somewhere like they built the ramp for the stairs yeah but there's no steps (laughs) uh so this one staircase that goes downstairs, it goes down to a lower level. There's no light. It's pitch dark. Um, and there's been reports that there's a something, quote unquote, with, quote, yellow intense eyes surrounded by darkness. So I'm picturing like it's pitch dark and then you just all of a sudden see these like glowy yellow eyes just mm. like up here. Um one man reportedly was attacked by this thing, ran out, and swore he would never, ever return again. Um, supposedly, he hasn't been. There have also been reports of some the sound of some kind of, like, a reed flute being played. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like... The people hearing it, they swear there's nobody else around. But there is that temple of monks right nearby. Yeah. There also were stories of one of the monks actually moving in and, like, building an altar to, like, appease the angry spirits Mm. um, of all the people that that are still there buried underneath. Um, And, of course, you have, like, the general ominous feeling everywhere, feeling like being followed and... 
everything like that. Um, and according to abandonedspaces.com, there have been multiple disappearances of local kids in that area. And the ghost of a little boy has been seen wandering around the ruins. Hmm. Might be one of the local kids that has disappeared. Might or that's be. what's luring the local kids away. Or, yep. <laughs> I like that. Um, and this, but this place, like, kind of what drew me to it, it's, it's one of those, um, nature takes back yeah, kind of thing. And it's like, these pictures are gorgeous of like, you have like the, the swimming pools mm-hmm. or like the water slides and like the petting zoo cages are there. And then you have like the half constructed buildings and like these buildings are like, it looks like a, like a little it looks like a little city mm-hmm. and like the, um, the buildings come up on either side of these little walkways and it's almost like you're walking through a little city and, um, it's just like with all the graffiti and like the, the crumbling walls and everything and then like the vegetation that's growing back over everything. And mm-hmm. it's like one of those, it's so beautiful. We're just like, I want to go. <laughs> um, so I would say. If you're in Japan, definitely don't check it out because it's illegal. So the castle, the Nakagusuku Castle, is open, I think, I think it was 9 to 5 in the winter and 9 to 6, or maybe it was 11 to 5 in the winter and then 11 to 6 in the summer. Um, and you can visit it. However... The hotel is like right, like a feet away. It's right there. Mm-hmm. There are multiple no trespassing signs in both Japanese and English. And if you do trespass, you do so at your own risk. I'm pretty sure there are also probably people living in there. Mm, yeah. Um, as well as animals and quote unquote massive banana spiders. Karen, would you like a job? <laughs> <laughs> she looked up the operating hours for me. It's 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., so that's current as of April. I know in the summer it's open until 6. Like, I definitely know it was closed 5 and 6, depending on the season. Because Japan doesn't do daylight savings, so the difference in the wintertime to summertime for that one hour gives you just more daylight time. Makes sense. Japan doesn't do daylight savings? Oh, my God. Japan makes sense? What? (laughs) And what's everyone else does? Because Japan's like ahead of the game. <laughs> um, so that's my story. Oh, I did have a question about the banana spiders. Oh, yes. <laughs> not about the hunting. <laughs> they are not shaped like bananas and they do uh, not eat bananas. Okay. I was just wondering, like... Do bananas grow in Japan? Why are they called banana spiders? They're yellow. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So Karen and I were in Oregon last fall and we went to um, Cape Horn, Mm -hmm. which is like this gorgeous overlook over the, what is that? The Columbia River. Mm -hmm. And um, we did a bad, bad thing that you're never supposed to do and went off the trail. Shame. Yeah. Um, (laughs) These motherfuckers. I'm pretty sure they're similar spiders. Like. Karen, you said you'd never heard the name before, but like I glimpsed a picture of one of them and I'm like, that looks like the spider that was crawling on me. Oh, it was crawling on you. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, I took one for the team, the team being Karen that day. (laughs) She totally protected me. We were like up on this, this grassy, like 
this hill, hill? That, oh. <laughs> <the> grassy, <laughs> a grassy hill and like the was it grass or was it like reeds or I don't know. It was know. overgrown grass. Yeah. It was like, it was like three feet high and we're like traipsing through this area. And then all of a sudden we're like standing in the middle and we're like, oh my God, there are giant spiders everywhere. And then I'm all like, we have to leave. And I'm like, we got to blaze a trail back out of here. So <laughs> me, cause I'm so nice. I made Ames go first. I'm like, just, you protect me. And she totally did. She t- took it like a man <laughs> and like with a stick and stuff. So yeah. And we're like, after we got out of there, we're like checking each other and like, are there spiders on me? Oh my God. They, so it's your typical overgrown field because you're not supposed to walk through it. So yeah. everyone's mowing it down and it's like, you know, when grass gets super, super long, it bends and everything. So it's yeah. like, you can make your way through that, but then there's like little trees and stuff too that are yeah. growing yeah. and those more sturdy plants that were, um, sticking straight up. These motherfuckers had strung giant webs in between Ugh. them that were really hard to see until like, I almost, my face almost walked into one Ugh. cause like I didn't see it coming. And I think I turned to say something Ugh. to you and then Yuck. turned back and it was like right in my face. And then there was another one that I walked through without realizing. And then mm-hmm. I think I've like felt the web on my hand or something. And I was like, Oh, I walked through and I hope there's nothing on me. Oh my God. It's on my arm. <laughs> and like they're giant and they were kind of like yellow and brown brown and i mean they might not have been that but the picture i glimpsed of the japanese banana spiders the coloring was similar oh gosh i hate spiders for the other canadian listeners that you have these were like toonie sized spiders they were freaking (laughs) terrifying they i mean my thing is my big concern with them is always is it poisonous or not like if it bites me do i need to go to the hospital um, I don't enjoy spiders. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't hate them. They're helpful to us, but I have, so at my house we have, um, wolf spiders yeah. and they, I guess they like the pool because the first one I ever saw was like when I first moved in and I'm like, you know, looking at everything like, Oh, I have, like, I own this. What's this, what's under here. What's in this corner. What's under, what's in that room. And I went and I pulled back the pool cover a little bit to see what was, cause I didn't know what the pool looked like. It was mm-hmm. covered. So I pulled back the pool cover a little bit to take a peek underneath. And there was a giant hairy wolf. Like I thought it might've been a tarantula for a minute until I Googled to be like, I know tarantulas aren't in my area. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. It was, Easily the size of my palm. Like, legs spread out, it would dro- droop over my palm. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have giant hands. I have little baby hands. But, <laughs> I mean, that's still a decent th- I mean, it, it. I feel like if I stepped on it to crush it, like, I would be able to see its organs coming out. Yeah. Like, it was giant. Um, but it's a, wolf, they're, they're, it's a wolf spider. Yeah. And um, they're not poisonous, but they're just really big. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they're really Scuttly. gross. And like yeah. now I find them in the pool skimmer all the time because they like they'll, I guess mom goes in and lays her eggs and has her babies in there oh. because there's always a ton. And there was one, I don't know if I told you this or not, Mel, but there was one last summer I was sitting on the couch reading oh. and I kept seeing something move out of the corner of my eye and I thought it was a mouse. So I was like, where's the cats? 
because every time I looked up to see it, it was gone already. But it kept, it was like pacing in the doorway. So then I finally looked up, like I finally like just sat and stared at the doorway until I saw it. And it was a giant fucking wolf spider. And I was like, I'm so glad the cats didn't see it. And I went and like, I trapped it in a cup and I brought it outside. because I'm like, I'm not going to squish you and clean up like your intestines. Um, They come in my house too. Oh no. Oh, they're gross. I've never seen one until I moved into that house. I never saw one. Yeah, same with me. I've never seen one until we moved to where we live now. But, like, I've seen them outside with, like, the mom carrying all the babies in its butt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's gross. (laughs) But the babies are tiny. They're like... (laughs) How many legs is that? Gajillion. Too too many. (laughs) Too many is your answer. Eight million. <laughs> eight million. Did I even explain that? No, you didn't. Um, eight. So that because uh, in Japan they don't have like in uh, infinity. You want me Is to take the Yeah, do that. Okay. Please explain. So the, they say in the Shinto religion there are eight million kami. Those are like the their de- deity gods. So eight million is like instead of saying. Um, an uncountable number. They'll just randomly say 8 million. <laughs> I took it as like the equivalent to my 11 billion. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I have just one note to say on your story, and that is that Naha is the capital of Okinawa and is, according to Google Maps, a 37-minute drive to Nakagusuku Castle. Look at... We need to hire her. <laughs> She's like our on-the-spot fact checker. Yeah. Can you, cool. do you, can you do sound engineering, too? Like, can you wear the headphones? You can be our Steven! <laughs> Steven! Oh. It's even the... Si- Karen! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was it all? Was that all your? Yes, that's it. I'm done. All your hunch. I think I looked. I think I looked at that one when I was looking for my story, and then I was like, I found a castle, <laughs> a, a, a castle by itself, a different castle. Yeah, it's a different castle. Okay, so mine is o- Okiku's Well at Himiji. Oh my gosh, I Himijibis, <laughs> CGBG. Himeji. Himeji Castle in Japan. So, um, the history of this castle, um, in 1333, it was first built on the site to control the area by Akamatsu Norima. No, nor, Aimi? No, oh my gosh, <laughs> you're looking. It's right here. Norima. Norima. Um, then in 1346, the first real castle, oh, in 1333, it was a fort that was built there. And then in 1346, the first real castle was built here by Akumatsu Sadanori. And then between then and 1580, the castle passed between several warlords and clans in the intervening centuries, like... They kept on fighting, and it's mine castle, no, my castle. 
And then in 1580, the castle was placed in the charge of Toyotomi Hideyoshi, Hideyoshi. <laughs> um, who tore the old structure down and built a new 30-turret structure in its place. In 1601, in thanks for his support of Tokugawa, Tokugawa. Iya... Iyeyasu. Iyeyasu. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, these are like super famous Japanese she, oh, people from history. Yeah, yeah. Against Toyotomi Hide... <laughs> Toyotomi Hideyashi. Okay, yes. Um, at the Battle of Shi... Oh, I know this one. I can't think of it. Shikigarara? Sekigahara. Sekigahara. <laughs> Ikida Turumasa? Ikeda Turumasa? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, was given control of the castle, which he rebuilt into the structure that is still standing today. And then in 1617, Honda Tadakatsu uh, takes over Himi. <laughs> G Castle? Himeji. Himeji. <laughs> Himeji Castle. And enlarge, enlarges the outermost circumference of the castle and does other construction to um, make it bigger and, like, repair stuff and things. And then in... Stuff and things. Yep. 1869. Because there was, like, so many, like, little details, and I'm like, I don't know what that word is. I don't know what structure that is they're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, they have all these different names for, like, their, like, well, post castles even, and the keep and, like, yeah. Yeah, and even, like, regular castles, I'm not sure what all the structures are Me called. Either. <laughs> they talk about it all the time when I'm researching stuff, and I'm like, I know, bad building. <laughs> so, in 1869, Har- Harima District was reclaimed by the Imperial Court, and the castle became a national possession. In 1931, the dojans and turret corridors, a total of eight of the castle, are designated national treasures. And in 1956, construction began with the dismantling of the dojans for repairs and lasted eight years, concluding in 1969. And then in 1993, the castle is registered as a World Heritage Site. And in 2009, uh, a major restoration of the castle begins. Just a side note, um, Japan has like 8 million castles. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a lot of castles. Himeji Castle is probably the most famous one. Oh, I didn't realize that. (laughs) (laughs) Like it might be a tie between like Osaka Castle and Himeji Castle, but yeah, Himeji Castle is like probably... And it's like if you look at pictures of Japanese castles. That's probably going to be the first one you see. It's it's uh, the white one with the cherry blossoms that they always show. Yeah, it's it's like a re- up in this really high mountainly like place, and it's like it looks cool. <laughs> I have a question. Where is Howl's Moving Castle? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I want to see. Well, that's a Japanese animated movie based okay. on a book that takes place in like a fictitious like okay. England type of place. England, a fictitious England. Like, mm. It's not actually England, but 
It's a magical land. It exists in magic world. <laughs> oh, like the hundred acre wood? Yeah. yeah Nobody likes right. to play along with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it exists in um, Tokyo. My, my. <laughs> well, I know that's bullshit. <laughs> okay, so for the haunting, I came across many versions of the story of Okiku. Um, and I'll tell the version that is stated at the castle itself. So at Him- Himeji Castle, they um, have like a plaque with the whole story on it by, I'm assuming it's by the well, because that would make sense. <laughs> but I didn't actually see, like, find the location of where the plaque is. Or I've, the... I've seen a lot of videos about Himeji Castle. I don't actually know where the plaque is either. But I do know <laughs> of the existence of the well. Okay, so the story begins with, um... The, um... A brave warrior called... <laughs> the story begins with a brave warrior called Kinugasa Motanobu. I should have a copy of her notes right here so I can just, like, voice over. <laughs> You're doing great. Um, and a servant, uh, Okiku. Uh, so Okiku served a powerful, influential samurai named Aoma, Aoyama, Aoyama, Tetsuzan. That sounds right. Aoyama Tetsuzan? Yeah. Um, he was also the regent of Lord Norimoto, the true ruler of the castle. And then one day while working, Okiku overheard Tetsuzan discussing a plot to kill Lord Norimoto and seize the castle for himself. So she confided in her um, love, Motonobu, mm-hmm. <laughs> and his allies, and they promised they'd take care of it. You know, like, we got this. So they tell Lord Norimoto of the attack, and he flees the city, so he's safe. But in Norimoto's absence, Oyama took control of the castle, and he was furious that the true lord of the castle escaped, so he was seeking out who told, like, I'm going to get you, and you're dead, (laughs) basically. So fearing for their lives, one of the warriors betrayed Okiku and told Tezuzan's accomplice, a man named Donshiro, of her role in foiling the plot. Donshiro was a devious, possessive man, and he saw Okiku's beauty and planned to make her his own. And so instead of informing Tezuzan of the traitor's identity, he confronted Okiku and he said, you know, marry me, and then I'll make this go away. This would make a really good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what's that? Enthralled. That's why it's so quiet. Like, oh my god, the drama. So, Akiku refuses, like, no, I don't, I don't want to marry you. Go away. Good girl. Um, Danshiro tries one final time to get her to, you know, 
see things his way. So he sold one of 10 valuable plates, which were treasured heirlooms of Oyama's family. When Oyama noticed the missing plate, Danshiro blamed Okiku, said, you know, she was, she was, I saw her in there dusting those plates, you know, you need to go find her. She did it. And while they were looking for Okiku, she was like searching everywhere for the missing plate. Like she was running around the castle grounds and like she crept into Tetsuzan's rooms and like kept counting the plates. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Again and again and again. Like, and it's always nine. And she's like, where is this missing plate? No one can find it. She can't find it anywhere. And then when Danshiro sees Okiku so desperate to find the plate and, you know, prove her innocence, he's like, you know, marry me and I'll, I'll, give, I'll return the plate. That sneaky bastard. And I'll clear your name off, up of all this stuff. I hope she murders him. And I was about to say in his sleep. But no, I hope that fucker's alive. I mean, a week. <laughs> and then not alive. Um, so Akiku's love for Motonobu was so true that, and she was so fearless, she refused Danshiro, telling him she belongs to, to someone else and she'll never, ever marry him. Ever. <laughs> Danshiro's jealousy and rage overcame him. He threw his sword and with one blow, it was over. So now she's dead. And then he's like, what the fuck? So now he's like, um, okay, now I gotta hide a body. Where am I gonna put this, this girl? She's gonna come back and fucking strangle him with her hair. <laughs> I'm not even talking to the microphone. She's gonna come back and fucking strangle him with her hair. Um, so. Like the grudge. He gathered her up in his arms, and with one last wistful look at her beauty, he threw her into the castle as well. Wistful look at her beauty. That's what it said. <laughs> I love these, like, dramatic I retellings know. of these stories with their, like, flowery prose. <laughs> so... Bloating rod on a beach or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Akika's absence raised no questions with anyone because uh, they thought she was guilty of stealing the plate. And because she's and she a woman. just ran away, and she of course she was a servant too. So it's like, okay, whatever. We'll just get another one. Um. Eventually, Tatsuzan was overthrown by Norimoto when he returned to Himeji Castle, and Don Shiro's terrible crime was discovered. So they eventually found her body in the well, and um. There actually is a shrine to Okiku tucked away down a side street near the castle. I didn't get a... It, Junisho Jinja? I don't know if that's pronounced right. Junisho Jinja? Sounds right. So as for the well and the haunting, it says once the sun goes down people start avoiding the area around the well and they talk of hearing strange sounds like whispers from within the well and glimpses of an ethereal figure of a woman and then if you're brave enough to go close enough to the well to understand the whispering Mm -mm, mm -mm. no 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 don't 
I know. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, It says, during the darkest hours of the night, and they listen carefully, the whispering um, becomes a voice counting. One, two, three. I was going to ask if I could make a guess about what's my guess. Eight, nine. I'm assuming that's one through nine in Japanese. And um, it, that sounds creepy as fuck. <laughs> if I have nightmares tonight, Karen. So it it only goes to nine, and it like never never ten. And um, it it is said that if you see her and like she starts counting, if you shout out ten before she, like, oh, I missed something. After she counts a couple times then she like screams bloody murder shut up i'm sorry um but if you jump in and say 10 after she says nine before she screams then she stops and she goes away sorry no i don't like that too bad i don't i i have chills like my spine is like contracting right now like i don't like that and this story i think is where they get the inspiration for the ring the ring ringu it absolutely it absolutely is because i've seen interviews where (laughs) he mentions okikuzwa yeah i don't like that (laughs) Well, too bad. That's what happened. Mm. <laughs> and uh, that was that was it. That's it. Yep. Karen. <laughs> Just counting the plates. Um, so kind of in preparation for this, so Karen helped us out a lot with, um, background and and history and Japanese culture and beliefs. And, um, she sent us a bunch of links for, um, videos and shorts and everything. Um, I do want to acknowledge the one we watched about, did you watch the one about the haunted houses? Yes, I did. Oh my God. Okay. So I love haunted houses, Mm -hmm. like Halloween Horror Nights and they're like almost every year like I, I love it um the ones that they do in japan are like a whole new level mm, yeah um i want to go when do i not want to go i don't know you never not want to go you like are the world traveler here i want to go everywhere um but i really want to go <laughs> haunted house in japan like, um isn't it hard to like go visit there or like, is it? Like, it's do expensive. You have special rules or anything? Or like, I don't know. Karen, are there special rules to visit Japan? Not really. Like, what oh. kind of special rules do you mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like etiquette type yeah, thing. Maybe or? etiquette and like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'm a little tired. Well, <laughs> the, fir- the first, the first rule is you need a passport. Oh yeah, that's the first thing. Yeah, I don't actually, have those. rules or I guess um, visa, like visitor visa things, are gonna 
be different depending on which country you're coming from. In my case, coming from Canada, you can go for 90 days at a time on a visitor's visa. And that's just like, you know, buy your ticket, show up at the airport with a passport Hmm. and say, yes, this is my return flight leaving again. So they'll be like, okay, you have 90 days. Um, one of my friends was just in, uh, I think he was in Tokyo for a baseball game. (laughs) Um, I, this was the friend I was supposed to go to London for the Yankees Red Sox, but Tammy's getting married like the same day. So I couldn't go, but he's the way he travels baseball stadiums. Like he's done all the ones in the country or like in North America. And so I guess now he's doing worldwide. Okay. So, um, he's American and he was just there and he came back just fine. So, okay. Well, I don't know. I'd like, I didn't know if like dress, like at different countries, there's different, like just to be respectful they're, they're and slightly stuff, more, and, yeah. um, conservative, conservative there, but it's like, they're, they're not going to like throw you in jail or anything <laughs> if you're wearing like a spaghetti strap tank top, but they're just going to be like, oh, another fucking American. <laughs> It's funny, they don't really show, like, shoulders and stuff, but they're all about showing leg. <laughs> yeah, they wear some really short skirts and stuff there. Um, can I do a, a self-shameless plug? Yeah. So if you are interested <laughs> in knowing about traveling to Japan, my husband and I, in preparation for our trip in October, are starting a YouTube channel. Ooh. So that will be Japan Without Japanese <laughs> on YouTube. Look it up. Like, rate, and subscribe. Um, is is it live yet? Not yet, but as soon as we book those plane tickets, which will probably be in the next few weeks, it will be up. Okay, so send me a link and I'll I'll post it. I'll post the shit out of it along with our um, oh our contest that we're doing. Oh, that's right. Um, oh, it, speaking of preparation for this episode. I shot up to Karen's last week and we, um, watched some, uh, ja- well, it was Japanese and, and Chinese, right? Yeah. Um, horror movies, like, orig- so, Sh- Shikoku, mm-hmm. there's not an American one. No. Um, and that one was kind of, it was, that was the weird one. That was just an indie movie. Oh. Um, I mean, it was, it was good. I mean, it was good. Um, I don't know exactly how to describe it. I mean, you guys can Google it, I guess. You can Google that. Um, but we did watch Juan and Juan 2, which is the original Grudge and Grudge 2. And you mm-hmm. guys, they're so much better than the Grudge. Oh, my God. I love, <laughs> like, I love the Grudge. I think it's, like, my favorite horror or, or close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the original. Oh, my God. Even <laughs> with, like, were they both dubbed or was one subtitled? One for some reason, I had one dubbed copy of the first one, like Ju- the Grudge one was dubbed, and the second one was subtitled. Okay, um, I don't generally like. I prefer dubbed because I want to pay attention to what is going on on the screen. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to spend time reading, but it was so, it was so worth it. <laughs> it was still so good, and like I don't like. There was at one point where like I knew what was coming, and I called it before it happened, and I was still like I was grabbing on a carrot, and I'm like, here she comes, here she comes, no, don't do that. I'm like hiding behind the pillow, I have the blanket <laughs> up like in front of my face, like ready, I'm like climbing up the back of the couch, like no, don't do it. But it, like they're so, and they turn into so they're so much more like 
there's so much more like substance to what is happening. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give it away if anybody wants to watch it because it's so worth it. Um, But it's more than what it seems. It's like a diamond in the rough. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I couldn't help myself. It just was the natural next line. But it really, there's like, there's more, like if you've seen the American version, it's the first half of the first Japanese version is almost shot for shot. Mm -hmm. Like it's crazy how like similar it is. And even some of the actors are the same act, the original family, they're the same actors. They came back to the American version. (laughs) And, um, but there's the American storyline is it's, it starts out as the same storyline in the Japanese version, but then it takes a turn and it goes into this whole other thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. And it just like, it blow, it blew my fucking mind. It was great. <laughs> and then what was the other one? Oh, the I too. Yeah. That, the Chinese one. That one was good too. Was it? We liked it. Did we like it? I liked it because it wasn't just straight up horror. It had like that philosophical kind of almost religious idea behind it so i like that one like makes you think kind of thing yeah yeah um yes i did like it i liked everything that we watched um we also watched my neighbor totoro which i had never (laughs) seen before which is why karen is my neighbor um and that was fantastic as well so highly recommend um and yeah and i just want to thank you so much again for coming and co-hosting and potting with us you're welcome to pot anytime anytime we can all get together i think it's definitely worth it well thanks for having me guys this is super fun and i like i'm like all like fangirly just sitting here like watching you guys tell your stories (laughs) dreams come true you guys (laughs) if any of your If any of your listeners are, like, in that position where they want to be guest stars, that my advice to you is spam the shit out of them, email them, <laughs> Facebook them, Instagram them, and, like, come up with a, your angle, you know? Yeah, you got you you to gotta be info. useful somehow. <laughs> Defin- that definitely helps. Um, to be fair, we did know you before, before <laughs> this, but... Um, I mean, all of, all of your knowledge is like infinitely helpful. So yes. Um, do you have anything else? No, I think it's nap time. So (laughs) it definitely is nap time. It's very, very late here in, um, New York city in Manhattan, the city. So nice. They named it twice. Um, uh, just remember to join our Facebook group so you can automatically be entered to win a special prize. Yes. Um, and um, just a good old-fashioned drawing out of a hat, and you recruit a friend, they're entered, and you get an additional entry. Just let us know who you recruited, and we'll verify that they joined. Um, and, and we'll do the drawing live on May 5th. May 5th. Cinco de Mayo, my friends. Um, Streaming on Facebook Live? You, Facebook Live. You are more than welcome to enjoy your Coronas and Nachos and guac as you watch us and interact with us and ask questions and we answer them. And you see, you'll see all the stuff we edit out. Just like Karen just has. Ames edit out. Edited edit it out. <laughs> see, that word is hard. Edited. 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 Yeah. I got it. 
There I we mastered go. English. <laughs> With one word. On to Japanese. Because <laughs> that's the next easiest language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a smooth transition. There are so many root words that are the same. It can all be traced back to Latin. Sure. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's everything. Yeah. Thanks for potting with us. Yeah. Thanks for potting, Karen. Arigato. Domo arigato. Domo arigato, Mr. Wealthy Son. <laughs> Aww. That was fun. And that was actually a really short one. And we're not even at two hours. You want to hear the song? And we bullshitted for 20 minutes at the beginning that I'm going to take out. So we're not even. Oh, is this the... Yeah.